Hey everybody, welcome to the October 27th edition of A Very KOL Christmas. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm your host, Jake. And I'm uh, also your host, Riff. I'm just a guest. Uh, I'm Kevin. No. No, hey. hot stuff. Welcome. Oh, crap. I can't even, Fuck, I can't keep man, anything straight anymore. this is so hard. Welcome back, special guest, uh, hot stuff. <clears throat> How are oh, things going? Pretty good. How are you, Riff? Uh, I'm alright. Yeah. What have you guys been up to? If it's anything like me, you've been sitting around with your thumb up your ass while C.D. Moyer and Geff do all the work getting this server <laughs> transition stuff happening. Uh, you know, this is always a weird thing because, like, this was a thing that did not add really any value to uh, the user experience, but it supposedly had to be done. I know you're dubious, hot stuff. I was dubious about this plan. Partially, I'm what still I'm dubious, dubious about, because it seems like it's <clears throat> it's a bad use of uh, existing hardware, I guess. Um, yes. but it is a better rig overall. It, so I find it hard to argue with changes on the tech side that both Jeff and CD Moyer are really enthusiastic about, right? Cause you figure they're, they're the guys that know about, they're the guys that a know about it and B have to deal with the fallout from it. Right. Like I occasionally have to buy some more, like I have to buy some more web servers, but I had to buy some more web servers anyway, because yeah. this stuff is just in the process of dying. I finally got the, uh, I finally got the business jack offs at the data center to, uh, Oh, to recognize the new contract? Yeah. Uh, so how did you do that? Uh, by just asking them over and over again, what the fuck are you assholes talking about? Really? <laughs> yeah. This was, I don't know if I talked about this on the radio or not, but I, uh, I, we got a new contract uh, negotiated without the old 220-volt uh, power circuit. Because those were the old database, the yeah, old database the, the servers. The old database server. So we've got this, we've got this power circuit in the rack that's not being plugged in anything, but we were being charged like twelve hundred bucks a month for it, um, because they they because changed, of a weird restructuring. Yeah, they prices. restructured the contract like six months ago and started charging us like thirty times as much for power and one thirtieth as much for data, <laughs> and so electricity. It's not, it's not quite that. No, but it's but it's it's at least an order of magnitude change in in both sure. of them. Ow. And 30 is one order of magnitude greater than If we 100. could just get rid of all of those 110 circuit boxes and replace them with the hamster boxes. Right. Oh, Bi- a bicycle. Yeah. Bi- yeah. So we could just bike to work and at work every day. <laughs> Never stop bicycling. Yeah. And, as long uh, as, I mean, if you stop bicycling, the game goes down. Yeah. KOL and green. Our livelihood stops. <laughs> no pressure. Um, how green? Uh, how green do you suppose Tom Green's house is if Tom Green decided he wanted his house to be green? <laughs> I think his parents' house would be a better question. Right, he could just paint it green. Um, so I, I was like, okay, well, uh, just so you know, we're gonna migrate away from this data from this two twenty hardware before too long. So I want to make sure it's okay to get drop this. Um, you know, which under the old circumstances, it wouldn't have been a big deal at all. It would have been like an extra, you know, it would have been like 50 bucks a month less on the contract or whatever, a hundred bucks less yeah, a month. I feel like it was uh, so then it suddenly became like 1200 bucks a month that we could save by dropping this. And it's like, okay, and I didn't exactly hurry to do it as a result of that because it wasn't like something that I wanted to enter into lightly. Yeah. We didn't the, the database server. to we didn't the wanna, database servers yeah, ever really. We did not want the <laughs> database servers to have hard drives crash in them all of a sudden. Um, anyway. So I called the guy. I didn't call the guy. I emailed the guy, and I was like, hey, I need to make that change we talked about. And I got an email back from some totally different person that was like, oh, yeah, that guy doesn't work here anymore, which fucking of course he doesn't. He's a <laughs> business guy. I thought he was also relatively sane. The first guy? Yeah. Yeah, he was. So, yeah, anybody who's – so I don't like developing relationships with business people at the companies that we deal with because, A, if they're any good at what they do, they just won't be there very long. B, if they suck at what they do, they won't be there very long. So it just doesn't I, matter. People will rise to the level where they just suck a little bit. Yeah. Right. Like our, yeah. our PayPal representative, like <clears throat> she is extremely responsive. Um, 
but she's just she's kind of like talking to a brick wall when it's like when something goes wrong right well right i mean when it when you have to do something that like works against the established policy or the company like if they're doing what they do and we point out ways in which it doesn't make any sense yeah like she doesn't have any sort of ability to consider that right like like the the fact that their search like we uh, you know maybe we are just an an unusual paypal customer but but like we have a tremendous number of transactions that go back several years and whenever you try to run a search on anything it just returns an apache error and i'm like this you know this is makes our job slightly more difficult when you know someone has a question you know like they have an issue with a, a donation or something like that is this something you could fix and she's like uh no this isn't real she this says, isn't this real. Is the guys yeah. the tech guys are like this user is imagining this we send <clears throat> screenshots it's yeah. like uh so anyway i i yeah. i, I, I t- i'm talking to the guy and he's like oh well boy boy i don't know jeez boy i don't know is there the email was was so bizarre it was like is there anything else like is there anything else we could sell you because boy you're asking me to take a big old chunk out of what we're what we're getting from you this is like fourteen thousand dollars a year and this is the higher-ups i'm gonna i don't so i've never yeah it's so weird i responded like well okay i when we set up this contract i talked to the old guy about this and he assured me that it wouldn't be a big deal like so that's that's phase one phase two uh it only costs you guys fourteen thousand dollars a month if you're not actually paying anything for the power that you're providing us (laughs) and if that's the case then like i'm gonna be pretty pissed off at you guys and step d I, i like it is absurd for us to keep paying for a thing that we literally cannot use. I mean, like we are just paying for electricity that we are not using. That's crazy. And that they are not so, actually providing. They yeah, have just put it yeah. in a circuit <clears throat> and we're not using the power. I mean, that's the thing. We're not being paid for usage. We're being paid for capacity on the power, which doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. With yeah. bandwidth, I guess I can kind of see because they need to know how much sure. infrastructure they need, right? right but I think right. the servers don't use more power when things are popular, really. I guess maybe there's a little bit of, That's of a good question. A, an increase in use, but I don't, like, I feel like the, if I feel hard like the transformer being spinning. on, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, the hard drives are all spinning. Uh, Except for the anyway, solid state ones. So he ran it by the higher ups, got a new contract <laughs> set up. Those are on lazy Susans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's how RAID works. There's actually an interior lazy Susan that just plugs in the hard drives one at a time as so like to write a byte of data, it needs to spin and plug in each hard drive. What political leaning is is a solid state? Like cuz there's red states, there's blue states. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're more fans of the uh, the shadow government. Uh, a solid solid snake. Uh, who, does, okay. who does he work for? He's uh, Metal Gear. Me, yeah, Fox. He works I was going to say Cobra Commander. Metal Gear. <laughs> oh, that would be such a good crossover. <laughs> anyway, so he so they send me in the new contract, and I sign. They are like, "All right, oh, just sign God. this and send it back to me." So I'm like, "Okay." So I just signed the last page. I don't need to. I don't need to initial the other changes or anything. Like, nope, last page. Just sign it. So I sign the last page, scan it, and email it to them, <laughs> and they say, "So yeah, why didn't you fax it?" Because, I mean, that's what everybody, every business... I think I got them... Douche wants. I, because I flipped out on the first guy. I, I went back and read the email that I sent him, and man, I was not, like... You didn't have any punches? Yeah, this was in the days before I before I came to my realization. I'm like, you know what? Maybe 
maybe drop fewer F-bombs around people that I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, who knows there. But anyway, yeah. he was like, hey, thanks. I'm forwarding this to the guys above me, and you are now my let's not use faxes anymore champion. Uh, so they didn't ask me to fax them anything this time. I don't know if it was just because they didn't want their ears to hurt from, from the stern talking to I gave them the first time. Uh, so I sent back the scan of the last page of the contract, and they were like, okay, that's great. Now, as soon as you send us the rest of the contract, we'll be in business. And I was like, what? They're like, just send us the other pages of the contract. I'm like, okay, but I don't. You said I didn't need to do anything to those pages, so you already have them. They're like, okay, just go ahead and send us the whole contract <laughs> with the signature at the end. I'm like, but I can't. So do you want me to like scan each individual page of it and send it back to you so that you can, I don't know, print it out and scan it and insert it into the Word document that to replace it with identical contents? Like, and I I was being a dick about it, right? But it also didn't really make any sense. Like. I thought, well, okay, I could scan my signature, edit it into the Word document, and send them back a copy of the Word document with right. a signature edited into it, but I don't believe that that could possibly actually mean anything. I don't believe that me signing it I, and scanning it and uh, sending it to them actually I could means imagine, anything. I could imagine a situation where you claim that the contract that you signed didn't have yeah, a clause it was, it was in it. not the same one that they had on file. And so if they got it, get it as a single file yeah. in a, tra- in a tra- like in an email Just or so a fax or whatever like that, is covered. that could potentially protect them. But like it, th- at that point, on both sides, you're just sort of, it's just who's like one yeah. person's word against another. So, so I mean, that, what, yeah. if I, what if I edited something into the earlier part of the body of the contract without telling them and yeah. then send it back and then I call them next month and like hey where's my whores <laughs> like I specifically stipulated in this new contract that you guys have to send me whores like four whores every day and I have not had a single whore show up at my office what the fuck guys I'm, I am suing you I, I will I will see you in lawyer school because that's where you sue people right is lawyer school uh did they send you a cart instead? They, uh, I, I, I waited, and then the next time the bill came around, they charged us for the extra power, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck. So, so now me being a smartass has cost the company 1200 bucks. Like, all right, I sort of feel like an asshole now. <clears throat> um, but then I emailed them, and then nothing happened, and then I emailed them again, and they were like, oh, uh, yeah, we're fine, never mind. It, it'll be gone from your next bill. I'm like, okay, I'm glad we had this talk. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, now we got now we got this extra money that we can spend replacing the dying uh, web servers. At like, yeah. and we can buy some whores. Yeah, pretty cheap. We can replace one. We can buy one new box. <laughs> we can buy one new box a month for twelve hundred dollars. You can. I mean, some of the whores around this neighborhood. I bet you could get them. I bet you could get a box. The use of a box for a month for a lot less than twelve hundred dollars. Sandwich. Yeah. It's like what? Like every three months, we can get a new web server for the same. Prices? Oh, the the commodity boxes that we're able to use now, we can get one every month. I thought they were more like 3K. No. Those were the, the, the ones that are acting as the proxies in the front now are the 3K ones that we were looking at when we didn't have this model. Like We, because, still, don't, we still don't need... It's not advantageous to have really good web servers? Nope. It's not. It is advantageous. Seriously? It is advantageous to have adequate web servers, and web servers <clears throat> web servers are adequate. Like a thousand dollar a thousand dollar one U web server box is totally adequate to our needs, given that we can just we can expand horizontally, right? Like That's right now, strange. it is just it is just replacing these these older the original boxes that we bought when we first got the colo that are that are just in the process of dying. Like they are all in a state now where Geff is afraid to reboot them. Yeah, because. They are doing exactly what Dub Six did when a reboot caused it to die completely. 
Um, and it's it is unlikely that they would all die. Sure, that, but yeah, but I mean, some of them would probably have problems. Yeah, they there's just some little bit of atrophy happening in the memory controllers of each of these that took you know five six years to manifest, but gradually gets worse and worse. And there's like a graph that he can look at. Like this is the number of errors the memory controller is throwing. Um, and this is a graph leading up to when Dub Six shit the bed. And this is what these look like. And it's like, we should really do something about this. And now I can just think, okay, well, the money that I'm not wasting being a smartass about 220-volt circuits that we're not using, we can just, you know. So I think I'm going to order another couple of boxes. Um, because because of the new proxy model, we're down to, which yeah, that's is, ridiculous. I know, uh, you hate it. What what it does, though, is it allows us to run SSL on the proxy boxes <clears throat> without each of the individual boxes having to be powerful enough to handle the performance hit of that really? and the pro yeah the proxy box is in great shape uh and it was necessary to set up this model to make it so everything is on www i mean this is how you're supposed this to is, do this it. is something that you've wanted for a long time yeah. too yeah because you know the the so what happens if someone tries to go to dub seven it just doesn't it's that doesn't not resolve it's not a thing anymore it doesn't resolve i think dub two might still although i believe that gef set it up so that just forwards to www um for a while kingdom of loathing wasn't working like without right. the www but i believe that's fixed i don't know what the fuck twitter does when you post it so i posted from my phone that thing that said everything now goes through www.kingdomofloathing.com right. it replaced the both the contents and the text of the link with kingdomofloathing.com with no www hmm. that is not what i typed i mean when i saw it it was it was replaced with some tiny url thing huh it wasn't it was not the. It was not recognizable as as a link. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the hell. Anyway, Seedy <clears throat> uh, Moyer figured out in the night uh, what was going on. Well, it was in the morning for him, in the night for us. He figured out what was going on with the people getting logged out. Um, what was going on? The proxy w had some setting that was causing any error thrown from the web server to mark that web server as offline. The entire for, web server? for like a minute, and oh, so wow. whenever like just and periodically this would happen. Right, periodically there's an error. Like somebody somebody requests something. Like Apache will occasionally just randomly seg fault. Like there are just these problems with Apache. There there are these bugs that have been unfixed in Apache for ten years. Huh. Um, anytime that happened, it would knock one of the boxes offline. Which because those boxes were storing persistent sessions. Like if you were at like. Amazon or something, it wouldn't matter if that happened. But because we use locked sessions to like keep people logged into a single box, right. it was then moving them over invisibly to another web server where, their session, where their session didn't I exist. See. So it was like as though you were trying to load a page on a server that you weren't logged into before. And you know, it was supposed to be transparent, but it wasn't. And anyway, it's it's fine. Th this should happen as often as one server stops working, but the proxy was right. jumping the gun on deciding that a server had stopped working. Um, Does it have a new, like, a uh, protocol? Like, 10 errors? I don't know if it's 10, but it's... A but thousand it's, errors? It's something. It's some number of errors within a minute that, you know, it probably could be a thousand, right? Because a web server that stopped responding completely, one of our web servers would easily generate hundreds of, hundreds of errors a second. So it, it's possible for that. Sure. That number to be pretty high. Anyway, they set it to something, and now it seems to have stopped working. So everything, sh everything should be... Sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> it should have stopped happening. Right. Uh, everything should be fine. 
okay. at this point. Cool. I think everything is fine at this point. Uh, you guys, you guys want to answer some questions? I imagine some of the questions will be about this stuff as we get into them later. But I've got some questions left over from Monday before all this work got done for no discernible benefit <laughs> to the end user. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You guys have gotten a lot of, uh, this is from Zombie Feynman. You guys have gotten a lot of questions about Facebook integration so that you can play the game. I won't bug you with that. I'm wondering, though, if it wouldn't help get more exposure for KOL if there was some sort of Facebook integration. For example, an app which adds a public profile to a player's Facebook page, which they could display proudly to their friends. Really, any type of public profile which would be accessible without being logged in would be helpful, as people could then circulate them as they wish. Something like a mix between the in-game profile, a little basic, and Bum Cheek Cities ones, which might have a little too much complexity. If you don't know what these are, you can see mine if you want. I mean... We have those signatures. The SIGs and avatars are that... Right, they're not they're not like a full profile, but they're, they're they are things that you can link to. They and... are, in my mind, the kind of <clears throat> stuff we want if we are using people's profiles as an advertising vector, which right. is kind of what you're talking. Just a bunch about, of little right? funny things. They're, they're yeah, they're clean. They are they are limited to not be overwhelming or bewildering, and they you know that already exists. I don't know how much use that sees. Yeah, I don't either. People you know? like when they first came out, there were definitely some. I saw them in various forums around the the internets, and uh, I don't I don't know if I've seen any. I turn the signatures off on almost every forum I go to, so yeah, yeah. me too. It's it's hard to know. Yep. Um, Imagine they get a lot of use in our forums. Yeah, but I don't know. I like being able to read what people are saying, and the signatures are so much bigger on average than the posts are yeah. on average that it's it just Man, b- becomes when, impossible to parse. When people would bitch at you for having a sig file that was more than four lines long mm-hmm. yeah. those are the days man we uh we have when talked... they were fingering your plan yeah <laughs> we have uh we have talked about the possibility of of a little bit of facebook integration into the game that was yeah. like totally if, opt-in if you are already logged into facebook yeah then maybe like when you look at an item description it's like show this item to one of your friends on facebook or click this to never see this bullshit facebook integration again oh, yeah that sounds like a good idea wouldn't hurt yeah. anything right some people would probably like it i i wonder how much value that has in the sense if... that like are are our fans who are on facebook are do any of them have any friends who've never thought about playing kingdom of loathing that that mm. would turn on right like you know, I mean, I, say. it is always surprising to me and it happens, it happens less and less often, but something like the, uh, what was it? The extra credits guys posting us that created a, you know, a good sized like bump a thousand in signups, a yeah. thousand extra signups that day. I think. Yeah. And then, and then it took a while to taper off like yeah. as, because I mean, that was like a thing that, you know, that was an episode of that thing. So people watched it, yeah. you know, a bunch on the first day and then uh, half a bunch on the second could, day could such a uh, such a facebook integration button on the on the uh, item descriptions also detect if that item description was less than 140 characters and also give you a twitter button i don't know if we can tell facebook i know you can just go to a web page and it knows who you are on facebook and can give you and can can identify that i don't know that about twitter mm-hmm. i feel like Everyone who uses Facebook, or more or less everyone who uses Facebook, is doing it on a computer, right? A lot of I, I mean, think, there's a lot of there's a lot of like mobile iPhone apps, apps and stuff. stuff. Yeah, but like I I imagine that there are a tremendous number of people who use Twitter on their phone, but are not typically logged into Twitter when they're sitting at a computer. This is something is that I'm I'm not sure how they do that, right? Like, is there a 
is there a cookie that you then have to like use a widget to access that actually resides on Facebook's servers, or is it some I think sort of maybe flash nodule? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I don't think it's a flash nodule. I think I think there is probably there is probably a web request that you can make that's like, hey, is this? Uh, I have no idea, man. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that would be that would be a level of integration that we've never had with some other website. So sure, but I mean I think it's pretty innocuous. Yeah, unless unless we have to pay uh, twelve hundred dollars a month for access. To <laughs> sure, this. for access to. Well, we've got it. We know where that's coming from, at least. Uh, Kuno says, is there going to be an option to turn down the tattoo on future uh, Stink Sneaky Pete's Days? I like the third image more, and I don't want to miss future Stink Sneaky Pete's Day stuff because of it. Ugh, God damn it. No. 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 no there's yeah. not. Sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Chilled says, so at the moment I'm listening to random old radio shows at work. Recently I landed on the one in January where you two were talking about Jake getting a KOL tattoo and him worried about the tattoo artist adding some personality into the mix. In my experience, the tattooist creates the design on paper and okays it with you before going to town with a needle and ink. The guy who did my tattoo certainly copy-pasted my drawing onto me, despite it being a terribly drawn skull. That was that was what happened when I got my tattoo. He, like, Xeroxed it, the 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 picture I had onto some kind of special paper that sort of made it into a temporary tattoo. I see. Which he then put on me and used as his guidelines. I would want the, I, I mean, I seriously would want it to look exactly like the thing that I printed out and any variations in it would drive me crazy until I died. Yeah. And so I like, I think that that fear is enough to just make me not ever do it. Honestly. I mean, there are clearly some people that can put, <clears throat> some very faithful reproductions to an original on other people's skin. If if there was a robot that just I could okay <laughs> oh, the design like a, and it would like a, a CNC machine or, or whatever. Well, there's like those embroidery yeah. robots. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you exactly. Could just, you like could if get I just your design if I embroidered on your skin. If I got my mom's sewing machine drunk and dipped <laughs> the, put, I loaded it with an inkwell instead oh, of a spool God. of thread, and then just yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. Uh, in the form of a question, continues Chilled, uh, I myself am thinking of getting some fresh ink done in a KOL vein. Uh, I don't know if you should put it in your vein. Uh, I think <laughs> your skin is probably a better target. Should I get a saber-toothed lime, a naga, or something else? Hmm. I, I'm partial to the saber-toothed lime. Yeah, saber-toothed lime is more mascotty. I feel, than You can add some color is. to it, yeah. which you can't really with a naga unless the naga's teeth are bloody, which it should be. <laughs> Uh, Tripwood says, there's no way to back out of vamping out. Uh, do you think there could be a never mind option? I think it'd be useful. Uh, also, to increase the teeth's aftercore value, what do you think of raising slash removing the cap on substat gain from Isabella? 500 substats at level 15 plus doesn't end up being much. Also, why doesn't feeding on a sexy sorority girl stun them for a round? They are humanoid type. They're not, though. They, yeah, that's, un- that's something that you're... Undeads you're, or... You're forgetting that they're actually... Uh... They're without a type, I think, is, is the issue. I don't think that they've been given a type. Oh. Um... As How do you do that? It's in the monster spindler. Is it? Yeah, but that's the thing. I don't know if they're orcs or undead. They're that we did not anticipate this. Can you? Are is everything relegated to a single type? It is. I would feel undead. that the un, undeadness would override. Yeah, the it overrides anything else. Okay. Yeah. Well, you can fix that if you want. Okay. You're not at a computer or anything right now. No. Yeah. I can take a note. Take though. a note take a minute uh i don't know about being able to back out of the vamping out i mean you you know exactly what it does and you don't have to go there so like you know you it's really easy to avoid it's not just says don't do that yeah uh 
our chicken says the discussion on skill books made me wonder why are so many new skills uh, why are many new skills added to the game not automatically hardcore perm we just decided not to do that right with with some stuff we did if it was really arduous to get but it wasn't because or it wasn't like because I felt for that, a single day sure. or something. It wasn't that I felt that you shouldn't have to spend any resources perming olfaction. It's that somebody would be so angry if they got, you know, half a year's worth of lucre, bought mm. olfaction, ascended, and then forgot to perm it. Yeah. That it was like, eh, let's just not let people screw themselves out of this. Um, and then that code existed. And then so somebody was like, oh, you should do this with Rainbow's Gravity too. And I think that's it. I don't know what else gets auto-permed. But, you know, something that you can only get one of or that is ex- extremely difficult to get is going to be like that. And uh, Anyway, the, they this person was not taking into account what the change to skillbooks actually did, which I'm not sure that that was communicated adequately. The used thing? Yeah, the, I'm not sure that the reason that that was cool was adequately communicated to people. Although I expect that anybody who was in the position that I was worried about, which was that they were sitting on a bunch of skill books that they didn't want to use because they didn't want to permit, will understand what that means. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Raven says, what is with the drop rate on the staff? I've been on 11 runs and zero staff, staff drops. Staff drops. I know the RNG is a cruel bitch, but really? I don't think that that's entirely outside the realm of, of reasonable probability no. there. I mean, you know, you just get... From the haunted house? Yeah. Okay. I thought through the entire game, I was like, no staff drops. <laughs> O-Dog says, Jick et al., since I don't know who made the list, uh, thanks for making it patent attorney and not lawyer. Even though there's nothing sexy about it, you can even ask my wife. All right. Hey, O-Dog's wife. Uh, O-Dog says there's nothing sexy about you. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we should ask O-Dog's wife. Um, Fred Levi says, what if you did a challenge path that was like the second quest from Zelda 1, where it's kind of the same game, but all the quests are different and or harder? Since you have to beat the game once to do a challenge path anyway, you can fill it in with all kinds of unintuitive tricks and such. Perhaps in the second quest, the ultimate legendary epic weapon is required to beat the sorceress. Hmm. Uh, and one of the dungeons is no longer shaped like a swastika. <laughs> If you go through them in the right order, it spells out someone's name. Betrayer says, what? Replay the game all over again once I beat it? Ugh, please don't add anything like that to KOL. It sounds horrible. <laughs> oh, Betrayer. Jick <laughs> uh, writes, Monday Thud will start at number 48. And it did, and it finished. Uh, St. Doodle says, I like the work on the clan dungeon logs. And then asks for some other things that I don't... You want DKP? I, I mean, I kind of wow. want to add. I hadn't. I hadn't even thought of that. Term I kind of want to add yeah, DKP there's... so that we can have people yelling at each other about that's a minus fifty DKP. I don't think anybody uses DKP anymore. Why wouldn't they? I don't know. Need, I don't know. Do people we need use a DKP? combat skill that lets you throw dots at things? When you were raiding, did you guys DKP or did you just no. you all knew each other, so yeah, you were just we like, ah, oh, who needs this? And yeah, like we were all buddies. So, but and I mean, so what, you didn't get all what if somebody got gear and then stopped playing? Like, one yeah. of those like one in a thousand run like mounts dropped. It never happened. But I, what would have happened? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe everybody just rolls greed on it. Yeah, and that's probably what we would like, have done. Wow, because we were all close enough friends that I mean, okay, well. I say that, but in point of fact, when we were raiding, we only had about half a raid in our actual yeah. guild, so we were pugging like another guild, so I don't really know what would have happened. Yeah, I mean, those guys were mostly cool, so it probably wouldn't have made a big difference, but... 
they I, weren't dank when plugs. I was when I was when I was reading <laughs> they uh, had those purple hairs all over them <laughs> we we definitely had it wasn't necessarily DKP per se because we weren't always killing dragons okay um, but it, we had you know point values or whatever and I kind of got a little screwed on it because I would take stuff for like a healer build that that was jo- just going to get disenchanted but that still counted against my totals even though I wasn't that was I you know I had a DK had DK had a DPS build mm-hmm <clears throat> There's too many acronyms. Yeah. Um, LOL. Yeah. Uh, so that, you know, I feel like those are, those are systems are kind of annoying uh, to begin with. And so mm-hmm. I don't know that we would put them in unless we were going to just make an awesome joke about it. Well, I mean, we don't really have that same sort of problem of people gathering stuff for, uh, well, I guess we kind of do. Yeah, no, it's totally. I guess another class is totally a different build. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Well, but you can't, I mean, you have to be playing with that character and that, you know, I mean, I, I imagine, like, in a lot of ways, our approach to issues like this is to just use our, our typical, like, brush off, which is, this is a social problem, like, yeah. a mechanical, you cannot do a mechanical fix to a social problem. I mean, the like, way we've been doing it in the Rye is the Rye has their own forums and somebody posted a list of what everybody wants from the haunted house and what they've already gotten and... Yeah, there's there's a big spreadsheet for Warehouse 23 and stuff too. And there's there's like grease monkey scripts that keep track of of stuff like that too. And that's that is a level of stuff that I don't know that I that is worth putting into the main interface of the game, right? Yeah. Because it'll end up being something like I'm always happy to see clans using the built-in forums. But I don't know that it was actually worth the development resources that it took to add those forums because they're not going to be as good as a dedicated forum software elsewhere, right? If if they are just good enough that most clans can use them, then that's great, yeah, and I feel, I feel like, like it was worthwhile. I feel and it's like, like a bunch of clans that would have never had forums are now able to communicate clan-wide in a sort of reasonable way, and I think that was definitely worth okay. doing. I mean, the, if you... Because there are just... There are d- a if bunch you believe of clans, that, then, that, then that's fine. I mean, yeah, I think there are just there's a bunch no, of clans that no are never going to make crying over forum. five years old sure. wasted development resources. I mean, it's like, <laughs> was, it a, was it a better or worse use of Xenophobe's programming time than Xenophobe playing World of Warcraft instead of working for three months? <laughs> like, we, we can't really start doing an accounting of, of, of things that happened in the past, right? Uh, you can only move forward in the future and prohibit C.D. Moyer from ever playing fucking World of Warcraft. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. He was talking about it again. Uh, Although, gotta stop. what I pointed out to him and Gamelli both, because they were talking about the like, you know, like, oh man, I should probably stay away from this. I think having a wife and kids is a good way to not become a really serious WoW addict. Well. Unless your wife is also playing. Or you're willing to give up the wife and kids. Okay, sure. Because <laughs> I feel like there are definitely a bunch of people who've done that, you know. Sure. I mean, maybe. Uh, so they both have wives and kids that they like, is what I'm saying. So they wouldn't. A video game would have to be. Yeah, but pretty would they cool. like them? Do they like them more than blood elves? Because blood elves are pretty sexy. Blood elves are pretty sexy. I, you know, I mean, uh, I think I'm whether or not a sex elf is myself. bloodier than your kids, bloodier than your kids, <laughs> is sexier than your kids. Whether a Drenai. Yeah, if your is, kids are sexy, you've got other problems. The sex elves. I can't wait for the sex elf expansion. Uh, that's the one after the pandas. Yeah. Sex dwarf. Uh, WVO Quine writes one have you considered models for clan dungeons other than get through X monsters then fight a boss for example have you guys considered a clan dungeon that has many players go up against another player who makes decisions on behalf of the powerful bad guy like Mansions of Madness or other one on many board games those games are great Hmm. well the problem with that is of 
the that one player throwing the game to the advantage of his of his clanmates. Right, which he totally would. I mean, yeah. letting um letting a player pick the monsters that are in there. I mean, if you even if you were doing it for another clan, right? Like that's we we've talked about the idea of you know a sort of a like a PvP clan dungeon where what you do is you you know make you you vat grow clones of yourself with specific properties. You know, that like you, you fight the digitizer or whatever, yeah. and then whatever skills you use on it and how much damage you do to it during that fight determines the stats of the monster that gets put in there that represents you. Um, but you would just do whatever was going to make it the most reward for the least effort. Right? That's just what happens with, with player-constructed content within systems. Um, and it sucks because it's a cool idea. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it's cool enough to do even though, you know, you do it with the abuse case in mind and you make sure that it's fun for everybody and you balance around the abuse case. It might be interesting if we could come up with some sort of, like, a puzzle-based clan dungeon. I mean, we'd have to come up with puzzles that could be generated on the fly so they'd be different every time. And puzzles that took a bunch of turns. I mean, like, the reason that the stuff in Clan Dungeons is as good as it is is because it takes a lot of turns to to get it. it, And the way that you spend turns in Kingdom of Loathing is by fighting monsters, right? I mean, we could, you know, like, there could be the make 10,000 sandwiches using this sandwich press uh, (laughs) Clan Dungeon. I mean... I could imagine other scenarios for Clan Dungeon. I, I came up with a bunch of different ideas for ways that this one could progress, or at least the boss the fight. The way the boss fight could, yeah. And, I mean, but some of them involved, you know... Be- being able to fight the boss whenever you want, like, uh, for instance. Yeah, there were yeah there were a bunch of different models that I had in mind, and, and uh, Chick was like, that's what he was. Like, <laughs> no, he I was like... He farted at you? I, I, appreciated, I appreciated the ideas. <laughs> Yeah, that wouldn't have been, that wouldn't have he was like were you responding or were you just farting at me like you always do. Uh, but I mean for this particular one like you know time constraint was definitely an issue like we yeah. had we had a certain amount of time and it had to come out at least 2 weeks before. Well, Halloween. yeah, it had to come out at least the day before it came out. Yeah. <laughs> or else. Um, um, for some other things. I mean there's there's a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of clan dungeons in the hopper that are different formats. Sort of. They're basically all killing stuff, though. They're just killing monsters, and I mean, but that's what chaos. That's all chaos. I know, I know. So what I'm saying is that this. I mean, not really. I guess we have not really considered models for KOL clan dungeons that don't involve playing KOL. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, I'll have to, because eventually I want to make the the uh, the final nemesis event be a clan dungeon. So I'll I'll, I'll to, bend my mind. You'll toward, have to try your chops toward that. Yeah. See if you got them. Yep. See if you got the stones. Instead for of it. a clan dungeon, it could be a class dungeon, and everyone of that particular class can com- can compete oh. in it at once, but only people of the same. That's class. kind of interesting. Uh-huh. <laughs> that yeah, that sounds awesome. Because I'm sure that nobody would dedicate their lives to just making sure no one else got the whatever fart well, hammer. You could consider that an obstacle to be faced in the dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, if you could let people spend turns increasing the number of monsters in the dungeon, like I was thinking that we could we could come up with a clan dungeon that that was just a bunch of pieces, sort of like dungeon lords or something like that, where you you are trying to like as a clan you try to make a dungeon that other clans can run through, and you have to spend a bunch of resources to make it, hmm. uh, and then once it's made, um, other clans can pay you to go through it. 
and then you'd have to like restock it or whatever. I remember us kind of talking and then about that, yeah. Based on the amount of resources that you spent to make it, we could put loot into it. I mean, it can't be zero sum because it's abusable. Here's an idea. Battlestar Galactica clan dungeon, where when you go in to participate in the dungeon, it decides whether you are a good guy or a bad guy. And there is a point at which the other people in the clan have to like eject the bad guy, and if oh, they get like, it wrong, uh, like but then werewolf, or but then you just tell them, and they eject you, and you all win. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What so, if you don't yourself know? Because like the Cylons, yeah, but then you can't take you can't choose to take you were. can't choose to take actions based on how how could this work? But I mean that's what I'm saying. Like the Cylons, the the, the people who were Cylons didn't realize that they were Cylons and weren't they were acting. Yeah, but as that's if, not the way that the board game works. I'm talking about the Battlestar Galactica board game. I've not, not played the, the board game, but you know whether like bang the bullet or whatever. Like you you know who you are. A werewolf game, you know if you're a werewolf. Yeah, sure. I mean there would be no way to stop people from gaming the system, right? Like if you cannot rely on incomplete knowledge because it's the internet and incomplete knowledge completes itself in a big hurry but like if your goal was to make it so that the rest of your clan spent 10,000 turns in the dungeon without actually beating the boss and then you got a sweet loot drop <laughs> like that's just all they would do they would say all right it's your turn to be it's your turn to be the bad guy you know and you were doing things like you were doing things like hitting this button that says into the chat channel oh man Jake just killed like 50 fucking murder bats or whatever and then what you actually did was you played a recording of you killing a bunch of murder bats <laughs> while you had sex with a murder bat and and, made and impregnated it with a litter of 50 <laughs> baby murder bats yeah. so murder bats are bats plus some percentage unknown of human DNA <laughs> uh, yeah it's close to zero um, <laughs> eventually that's yeah. why so many bats are born from one uh, sexual encounter. <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah. It's like basically, you fuck a bat, and then fifty bats come out. Yeah. Huh. Um, a, else, a murder of bats. <laughs> Any comments? Uh, WVO Quine continues on Gabe Newell's talk on the economics of video games. Hard to know whether to ask this on this show or video games hot dog. If it's about video games in general, but it's something you guys should answer qua developers rather than qua players. I, I uh, did notice what he said. Uh, I found interesting about it being important to say free to play instead of just free because people associate just free as being something that has been dumped out there. Whereas free to play means it's still in constant development. Mm -hmm. No, Uh, we haven't had to worry about that. I mean, there is the vocabulary. I mean, I think also people associate free and free to play with shitty quality, Mm -hmm. right? In general, like the, the, the sort of overarching sentiment about free to play games is like, Oh, that's just some bullshit that I'm not going to be able to enjoy at all without giving them 90 bucks Mm -hmm. for potions of experience and potions of don't decrease the color depth of all the textures and (laughs) potions of, uh, you know, potions of this is, I don't know, stop prank calling the cops from my cell phone number. <laughs> like, I don't know, it's weird that you let the thing do that in the first place, but uh, three, does server guy Geff play the game? No, he does not. I don't, I don't, does he play any games? I don't think so. I think he is more of a, he is the California style it guy. So I think he, uh, his, um, 
he rides a motorcycle. Yeah, his idle hours are spent on and he dates on Asian girls. Asian girls. Yeah, that's a little. That's a little weird. That's the only like sort of stereotypically geeky thing about him, and the fact that he knows like everything about Linux, I guess. Uh, but he's more of a like a fitness and sports cars kind of huh. IT guy. So he than might a, be into than uh, a video game Grand Theft Auto D and D kind of. Uh, Especially like San Andreas, where you had to do fitness and you had to do sports cars. I mean, I think what Geff does for fun is learn more about Linux. Like it's, <laughs> I think he, I think he plays Halo. You think I, he plays Halo? Do you remember we were talking about it when we met up with him in a bar in Vegas? Oh yeah. Well, he lives in Vegas now. He moved from yeah, California to Vegas. But, but I was trying to, I was trying to make the story sound better. Yeah. Okay. We did. Uh, and yeah. there was a picture on his phone of his Asian girlfriend. Yeah. Who was... he never ever talks about ever. Which is weird. We had to like, uh, like, uh, maybe not. You know, maybe it was fake. Maybe she's an Asian girlfriend who lives underneath Niagara Falls. Well, uh, you know, it's just a, it's just a something <laughs> so he had printed on a pillow. <laughs> samurai training. Yeah, that's why the picture was so blurry. It was, a, it was just JPEG <laughs> artifacts from the pillow printing. Yeah. Get mean. <laughs> MXC says uh, that he thought that Biggs Dig was going to resolve last year with the quantity adjustments, the basic craziness involved in wearing a necklace made of teeth from reanimated skeletons, and uh, players, oh, the players against players. And the... yeah, none none just... of the things you said uh, made sense because they were not complete sentences. Yeah. Okay, so what, what was the, <laughs> what do you Never mind. It was, I wouldn't have read it if I had read it ahead of time. I see. Um, Wax says, where did you get a time machine that sent you forward nine days? Is this a hint at upcoming content? Uh, because I fixed it. Uh, I, did, I had to point out in this thread that I never actually learned to touch type numbers. Um, like the ones on the top? The ones on the top. Yeah, yeah. Those, that, that's tricky. Yeah. And I just never, I just like did just well enough on the tests to pass them, but then never ever did it whenever it was time to type numbers. What's weird is that I can touch type all of the punctuation, but I really have to think about it to do numbers. I will more often than not move over to the 10 keypad if I'm at a real hmm. computer and I have to type a lot of numbers. Um, it is strange though. Cause I mean, I can like, I can, I can, I don't have in my mind that like seven is the num is the same key as ampersand, but just without a shift, but I can type ampersand without looking because I have to do it all the time when I'm writing code. Do you have your mind in your mind that six, six, six is the number of the beast? I do. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And also the number of three carrots in a row in case you want to use that function, uh, which is super exponent or that thing above what I just said. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, question. How's McLarge Huge going? I made a little bit of progress on it, but we have a fuckload of stuff to do Yeah. Uh, in the next six weeks. It's yeah. going to be great. We I'm, I'm get, looking like, forward to it. I'm, I'm, I am excited. Like, everything is underway. We've got November, and we got to get December done before everyone leaves for Christmas, and then we've got new stuff. That... We've got to get December done before December yeah. starts. Yeah. We've got to get, get January done before everybody leaves for Christmas. Right. Yeah. That's what yeah. I meant. Um, yeah. 2012. We got to finish 2012. We got to finish 2012. We, see, what people don't realize is that we are constructing time ahead of their experience. Yeah, we, we have these sweet blue s jumpsuits and yeah. blue <laughs> tools. It's awesome. And um, blue teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Blue milk. Uh, and boy, is it sweet. <laughs> another question, he says. Uh, this is whack. Uh, we've been seeing a lot of... Yeah, this is whack. This is totally whack, guys. <laughs> we've been seeing a lot of awesome quality of life changes for the game, i.e. outfit names, limited skill books, karma, clan dungeon logs, any other neat ideas coming up? I mean, those were not part of some overarching uh, quality of life improvement project. They're just like... 
mostly things that I've done while I was procrastinating other stuff. The outfit effects were done in the interest of simplifying some of the stuff that has to be done for the McLarge huge revamp. Um, that was a, that was a dependency chain there. Um, I, you know, the McLarge huge thing is, is one of these days I'm just going to sit down for four hours and do the whole thing. Um, and then, you know, send out some pings to get writing filled in and get details and maybe add whatever new items we're adding or whatever, and then get it into testing. And then it's done, you know, a week after that afternoon, but I don't know when that's going to be. Like it's, it's the kind of thing that kind of has to happen when it happens. Um, like any good tautology. Mm-hmm. Uh, yet another question. Would it be possible to add an easy to read list in the clan dungeon logs of how much loot each clan member has received? It would save me from having to trawl through all the dungeon logs to see who has what. No, um, we could start tracking. We could start stuff. tracking it, yeah. But I kind of don't want to because it's. Yeah. Wouldn't want to do it in the middle of. It'd the be keyed dungeon. weirdly too, because you'd have people who weren't in your clan in that list, and you you know it would just be like a separate table where it was keeping track of all of that stuff, and you wouldn't know whether they had gotten it in a different clan. For instance, oh wait, wait, wait. which you, you know you wouldn't just, know you wouldn't do it by clan, then player ID, then item ID. You would, but it would. If a new player came into your clan via yeah. whitelist for just that dungeon run, you would have no idea which of the gear that he had if he hadn't gotten oh, it from oh, oh. you. So it, sure. it's, but that doesn't it, does that that doesn't really matter, right? Well, none of it really matters, right? That that's the so uh, it's at at what point does the information okay. become incomplete enough that it's not worth sure. doing a bunch of work trying to present it. Right, and, and you know, I think somewhere. I mean, is what the point. people are really only concerned with the the loot that that clan has awarded to other players. If they're going to do things like have it, people adventuring in multiple clans, or have somebody come in and as a guest, like that clan doesn't care, or they're going to have to use external tools anyway, right? Sure. So, yeah, I, I can understand the desire for it, but you know, that's this is one of those things where there's enough different ways that people are going to want that information stored and presented and stuff like that, that they probably should just do it themselves. I mean, simple clans could do it in a single forum post that the leader edits. There's that. And then there's also like, I feel like this is something that people have written utilities to just take a clans dungeon history and, and parse out all the stuff. Right. So that those things probably already exist somewhere. It's written in partial tongue. Yeah. Uh, let's continue. Uh, how do you guys feel, says Chilled, about KOL Mafia as a way of interacting with the game? What advantages, advantages do you see it providing to the player base, and what bits of it make you sad pandas? When you think of somebody using Mafia to play KOL, what do you envision them doing? Um, Just being perpetually confused and baffled of what the fuck is going on <laughs> on this screen. I have seen people play with Mafia, and it was, like, a little bit confusing, but it was, like, you know, I mean, it was just a sort of automation tool, right? Mm. I mean, it's, like... Do I, everything that I like to do every morning. Yeah. You know, I, I, I use it every once in a while when I've done, like, uh, you know, in, in in the points in time when I am actually doing runs of, I do, like, two or three runs and then have some amazing giant pile of stuff in my inventory and I use it to, to dump all that into the store and, and then remove the stuff that isn't going to sell and things like that. Right. Um, but every time I try to use it for something any anything other than than that i just find it baffling um you know here's a here's a thing actually what i what i would anticipate happening as a result uh, in, well in terms of quality of life changes if 
So a lot of people are sad at the apparent increase in complexity that has occurred in being logged onto multiple accounts at the same time, which I did not know was a big enough deal that I guess part of me imagines that anybody who regularly logged onto more than one account at the same time did so with a level of technical savvy that would allow them to continue to do it now, which is to say, just open have two browsers, browsers yeah. open, you know, r- run something in, uh, in privacy mode or whatever. I know like a lot of modern browsers will do stuff like that. That lets you, lets you have cookies in a, in a sort of virtual machine. Um, things that people talked about today, like I am regularly logged into two accounts because I want one page open searching the mall and one page open editing the inventory in my mall store or whatever. Um, which if there was a good way to do that using only one account, then you wouldn't need to log onto two accounts to do that. So if there are legitimate, cause it's, that may have been a bad example. Yeah. Um, because it seems like you could do you that. You could do that with one account and just two windows. I feel like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The, like I could imagine if we could figure out a decent way to let you participate in multiple clan chats at once, that that would be a thing that would make people pretty happy. I, it's really difficult for me to think about it right now, but it is not difficult for me to think about it in the case of like a tab chat, right? Like if you could have the chat channel name display as the name of the clan that you're in and do some sorting on, on that end, then you could do all kinds of stuff, right? Like we could just allow you to listen to the clan chat of any clan that you were whitelisted in and have it in a separate tab. And then it's presented in a way that doesn't sort of horrify me to try and conceive of it. You know, I could imagine that being a thing that happened. I don't know that it will happen soon. You know, CD Moyer's busy for a while working on all the stuff we got to have him work on. Um, but you know, tab tab chat being integrated into the game is is a it is not as straightforward as it sounds like. It's probably not also as complicated as we're making it. But yeah, I don't know about KOL Mafia, right? Like it's I know there are a lot of people who play KOL and would probably have quit if it hadn't been for KOL Mafia. I do resent the sentiment that a lot of people express in exactly these words that KOL Mafia is the only thing that makes playing KOL tolerable. Um, that's a sentence that makes me want to punch somebody. And I can't figure out if it's myself or the person uttering it. Um, Why can't it be both? You know, it's a, it's a tool. It's, you know, some people use it to automate things that they would not bother doing that are harmful to the game. And some people use it to automate things that are, you know, improve their play experience. So it's, it is as good as the intentions of its use. There are, I mean, there are people who probably would have stopped playing the game if they hadn't written a script or found a script online to play the game for them, right, for the most part. And I don't know if that's a net positive thing or yeah. not. It depends on what the script is doing. Yeah. You know? I mean, I my typical Twilight Heroes play when I'm playing it is running a script to generate, to just farm currency, Right, and I'm I'm doing it in, in an effort to try and make the economy more active. Right, that's at least my goal. Like, I don't care if I have a lot of stuff. Really, I just want I want that landscape to be more vibrant, and I feel like yeah, I can have some impact on it. Um, but even then, I don't. You know, I wouldn't do that if I actually had to do all the clicks. Like, there's this grease monkey script from way back that'll just auto adventure and 
auto respond to choice adventure prompts and stuff. Um, and even that I almost never do, uh, lately. <clears throat> so I go back when there's new content. I feel like I'm treating Twilight Heroes the way a lot of people treat KOL at this point. Maybe one of these days I'll go back and start farming chips every day for six months again. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Oh, wait. Uh, chilled continues. Also, how would you feel about equipment that takes up two slots? Technically, you have this with 200 weapons taking up both weapon and offhand. But would, for example, a set of footy pajamas that take up pants and shirt be interesting to mess around with? It'd be pretty hard to code that without doing a pretty serious overhaul of the way that stuff works. The inventory and equipping stuff is just a list of exception cases within exception cases. That yeah, would make and it would be confusing. The Emperor Shaddam the Fourth confused. Where where does that item show up? Your butt. <laughs> um, from the article says uh, Wolverino. Uh, this is a quote from Gabe Newell. We've gone from a situation where we dream up a game, spend three years making it, put it in a box, and put it out in stores and hope it sells, to a situation that's incredibly more fluid and dynamic, where we're constantly modifying the game with the participation of the customers themselves. Look at that. Valve is learning from KOL, or probably not. Probably more like from Zynga, but whatever. <laughs> I do think the difference, though, is that when you constantly modify a game with the participation of customers, you end up with the just insane ugly bullshit that is Team Fortress 2 <laughs> right now and when you dream up a game and spend three years making it and put it in a box you end up with the you know quasi perfection of form that is Half-Life 2 yeah. or, or Portal or you, right? or you make a game that sucks they haven't yet oh, I'm sure Valve doesn't but like well sure so like this as a model just abstract of, of who's doing it right like, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about the applications of this lesson in the future because do people say oh well, well valve says it's okay to make everything a free-to-play game that is we do whatever people respond to and we do whatever makes people give us the most money or do they like look up to valve as people who are creating art you know and as which one is which one of those approaches is better for the world which one of them is better for the for the sort of interim financial well-being of the company like you know, those are questions that sure. people have to answer, and they, you know, their answers, their answers have an impact on history, right? So, uh, who knows? Uh, Unnamed Hobo says, first of all, sorry if I sounded a little butthurt from the whole Crimbo screw-over thing last Monday. I'm really not. Uh, anyway, have you guys uh, considered continuing the Haunted Sorority House storyline somewhere, or the Crimbo story, or any other story besides Renee C. Corman's? I really like the idea of a continuing plot with all these world events seeming to coincide with everything else in the past. Thanks, you guys rock. No, I mean, we're going to continue to just make it up as we go along like we always have. <clears throat> I mean, we totally have this giant flowchart for the next ten years. The, yeah. um, we had a flowchart on a whiteboard that instead of when the, everything on that chart was done, instead <laughs> of erasing it, we just cut it off the wall and mounted it somewhere else as art and put up a new whiteboard. Yep. <laughs> That's our style. I had a hard time. I had a hard time giving the order to erase something that had been on a whiteboard for like six years. <laughs> we uh, we have we have a plan for future narrative development mm -hmm. that I'm really excited about yeah. that we've had for like two years. Yeah. So yeah, who knows. Yeah. Uh, Disco Shen says, I'm hoping to save the loot from the last run of the sorority house to distribute the next time I'm in hardcore. One, finish a run on October 31st. Two, don't give out loots. Three, sometime in November, ascend. Four, give out loots and get sorority girls boxes. Do you think this will be viable? I know you're undecided on how the sorority house will end. I don't think I'm going to be able to just nuke it the way that I want to. I think that it, 
is going to piss in too many bowls of Cheerios. I, to I think that we will just prevent new instances from being opened. Yeah, but that just sucks. That sucks because then we can't reuse anything for it. What do you mean reuse? Like anything? the idea of making a quick clan dungeon that we could reuse for future temporary clan dungeon content. Oh, because you can't reuse like the the chat channel. Is that was it? Were you going to reuse? I mean, else? I'm going I'm going to reuse the fucking chat channel. So like, if you have a a copy of the haunted house open from a year ago, the next time we do a temporary clan dungeon, I'm sorry, but your chat channel is going to be called something else. I mean, I would probably reuse both the location in the basement and the. I think that will become like that would become the location for that. But right? we can't reuse the if we, if we can. let people leave them open. You don't let so then we don't let people open up the new one if they've still got a copy of the haunted yes. house open. I mean, yes. it, that, it and just, I think that is. I think that's a, in having a totally to in reasonable... having to deal with these complicated clusterfucks. We totally eliminate all of the utility of reusing the slot. It becomes easier to not do that than than to do it, and that's that's why I didn't want to do it this way. But I just I can't. I'm not allowed to do this because of the fucked up aberrant behavior that people insist on engaging in and insist on pissing and moaning about if we don't let them continue to do it. Well, like, I cannot do what I want to do with this stuff because it will piss everybody off to do it right. So well, this, is, this is where we're at. I think it is a question of what is right and what is not, though. That's, that you're, I don't think it is fair for you to say this, this vision I had of how to do this is clearly the right way to do okay, it. Okay, so it's not right, it's what I it's what I want to do and what makes it easier for us to develop content. Like Sure. So So there's but that but that's that's uh, a different It's not rational. It's a feeling. You can't talk me out of it. Have you never <laughs> met a girl before? Have you Pretend I'm a girl. What what I'm asking though is can you not get most of the benefit of what you want to do while letting people keep stuff open? But the penalty for them keeping stuff open is they can't access any of the new stuff until they close their instance of this old stuff. I can't, really. Really? Yes. Huh. Because, I mean, the chat channel you said you already said you're just going to reuse. Like, that's... Right. So, like, that's one step of it. Sure. One of a whole bunch. Yeah. A whole bunch minus one of which I can't do if I can't reuse them. Like, the flags and stuff like that are all have to be unique anyway. Yes. so I'm just I'm I don't know what the technical parts are that it you will can't be fine. Reuse. Okay, it, it will be fine. It the idea of these things being left open for years just pisses me off. Really, it pisses me off. Yes, it pisses me off that people. Uh, you know, while I acknowledge that it was clever that like pantsless opened fifty clans and bought dungeons in them, and that was probably probably a positive thing for the game, right? Sinking all that meat, probably a positive thing for the game. But I, it think, still I don't pisses think it was me off. fifty. It still pisses me off that. All of these steps are taken to take a, a fun, limited time thing and turn it into a complicated fixture instead of a limited time thing. It, it drives me crazy that people well, are doing that because it compromises the vision of what I want the thing to be, right? I don't want, hey, let's do a temporary Christmas dungeon. I would never set out to say, hey, let's do a, a temporary dungeon, let's do a Christmas dungeon that is either cheap for you to do now or really complicated and really expensive for you to do four years from now in July, right? Because fuck that, I would never sign on for a system that worked like that, but the, the just, you I know, mean, it's, it's, the way, it's the way that it's going to get played. about people 
going into a clan, puttying a monster, going to another clan, fighting the puttied monster in that clan, thus making them eligible for I think that's loot. I think that's super fucked up, and if we had anticipated it, we would never have allowed it to happen. But since it since it snuck out, we can't stop it without producing a shitstorm because the players want what they want, which is more shit, right? The players don't want a good game. The players want the shit that well, they want. If they want more the shit, I think a shitstorm is a really good way to <laughs> get shit. It's probably right. It's probably right. It, yeah, man. So, would you suggest that it was a good idea to? Oh, you know, I didn't. I'm sorry, I didn't have time to finish Crimbo. Could you just let Crimbo run all year until I until I beat the boss? Fuck no. Fuck no. We would absolutely never do that because that is fucked up and lame. And because of the because of these mechanical constraints about the clan dungeons that have nothing to do with what we're trying to do with the clan dungeons, we have to do that kind of shit with these. I mean, to and, some extent, if if it's really important to you, or if if you've if you have set up structures to reuse a lot of the stuff, then you just close it. Like you just, anything that isn't done by the, the end of the time just gets I shut think, down. I think getting, I think having hundreds of people just shitting in my ear about it for two weeks on the forums is going to be worse well, okay, than the consternation I feel a, about just giving people what they here's an idea. want. Why don't you leave it, let them leave it open until it comes time to, to use it for something else. And you're like, uh, you know, just so you guys know, these are all going to be shut in two weeks. Or, you know, you know. It, in, in a way, you might say that when we launched this event, I said, just so you know, these are all going to be shut in two weeks. You know, we we set a precedent via lazy handling of Elf Alley. And I don't know that it was lazy. I thought we thought people were clever and it was it was kind of cool, right? Like. It's not cool now. It is not cool that the Christmas event from last year is still happening. It is bullshit that the Christmas event from last year is still happening. That That is how I feel. Like, that is 100% how I feel. And, huh. it, you know, like, the Christmas event will be happening until some arbitrary point in the future, and fuck that. Like, you, that kind of thing just makes me not want to do... But you have, like, we uh, let people time delay stuff dungeons. with you know, puttied things and fax machines all over the place. Like there's, that, that seems to be like something that we're, we're, we explicitly allow, right? Like, I, I'm, I'm just surprised. This is, I didn't realize that this was something that was going to be so constant. I mean, do you not, do you not agree with me that it would be fucked up if we just left Crimbo open for people who wanted to be able to continue to adventure in, in Crimbo, sure. just arbitrarily long. So okay, I mean, th but there's there's the, the clan dungeons are, are pretty different, right? Like you you can open up as many as you want, but then they can still only be completed once, and once they're done, they cannot be opened again. They are a limited resource. Sure. Right. And so that's that is interesting to me. It's it is not the unlimited resource of them being you know openable as many times as you want in the time span that they're around. So. You know, and then you can. I feel like you could limit the haunted house pretty much and get everything that you want out of it, and the players get a little bit of extra utility out of it. Being like, you know, you know, at the end of you know on November first, you can't open anymore, and at some unspecified point in the future, we're just going to shut all the open ones down. So you can gamble and keep it open for. Uh, you know, we're not clearly not going to do it 
for Thanksgiving. But that's the thing. I don't think that we can get away with shutting them down uh, ever. We totally can. Yeah. Then we could get away with shutting them down on fucking October 31st is what you, I'm saying. You like, could, but why Why do that when you don't need that design space for at least six months or whatever? Like until the next one that we want to do is, right? Like, mm-hmm. Right. No, I mean, that, that's my question to you. Like why? why, why is it important to you to shut it down? <clears throat> then instead of when we need it because I want it to be special I want it to be a fucking limited time thing it, it, it is it's, it's still it, it still will it be it just isn't it just isn't it's a limited time thing unless you can afford to go into one of the hundreds of clans that are keeping it open for future profit okay so I, it's I, it just it's it upsets me it upsets me in a way that I'm not going to do anything about huh. okay. because it would be wrong for the health of the game and the opinion of the community for me to do anything about it, but it upsets me. It upsets me. It upsets me, and I'm going to I'm gonna just sit here and, <laughs> like, and be whiny does, about it. Does buying an extra item from Mr. Store in the hopes of selling it two years later to another player upset you? <sighs> no. <laughs> no, it does not. Okay, so, I mean... So the Mr. Store items are not meant to be special by their virtue of them being around for a little while. No. Okay. That was that was an accidental byproduct of a business model that I wish we hadn't done, but what, but whatever. What, what was next? Items of the month. It's a fucking giant burden that has just become if it wasn't the only thing that provided money to the game, I would do away with it because it takes up so much of our time now that we don't get to do the things that we want to do. We have to spend 50 times as much time making each item of the month now as we did in the past, unless we want to go, you know, unless we want to just stop making money. I mean, we could go back to the old style models of, of Mr. Store items and just stop making money. But I well, imagine if we put that up in front of the board, they would it's vote weird. it down. It's weird that like, I, I realize that there are a bunch of things that we would like to do and like progress on them has been, you know, very slow or non-existent or whatever, but I feel like we put a bunch of cool stuff out into the world and that people respond by actually acquiring it, which sure. results in us, you know, being able to feed and clothe ourselves and stuff like. Sure. I used to, I used to be able to say yeah. that it was possible to operate a, a microtransaction model business by spending 90% of your development resources and time on the free stuff and 10% on the revenue generating stuff. And I can no yeah. longer say that because we don't do that anymore. You know, it is probably closer to 75, 25 at this point. Free to. Yeah. But it's, but I feel like but that's it's just creeping up. Well, it's, it's creeping up. And you know, eventually the only sustainable model is for us to only be doing things that we're selling. And then at that point, it's not free I, anymore. At that I point, don't it's, know, you know that that's true. true. I don't know that. I, you know, I think we we have put it upon ourselves to make stuff that is continually new and interesting and right, like yeah, yeah. But you know, I, you know I, let's let's do another simple item of the month and hope we can pay the rent. You know, I mean, uh, like it, it's you've seen it. So what are you gonna do? Uh, why did I get in such a bad mood at the end of the show? I don't know. What the fuck, man? Stop you guys asking me these questions about this. <laughs> Keeping your clan dungeons open. Keep the clan dungeon open. And I'm just like, no, fuck you. I hate everything and all of you. I think you decide on something and you're like, 
you don't want to deciding things is is such a pain in your ass and you hate doing it so much that once you make a decision you are super pissed when somebody like makes it so that you have to change yeah Yeah. so you have to change your mind and like i think I, i don't know if that's true but like that would fit within what I'm observing, right? So like, you're saying that I should be even more flexible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. No, you're right. I don't know. I mean, it, like this kind of stuff doesn't bother me because I feel like, A, I wasn't as invested in it to begin with, clearly, right? But B, like, oh, this is how the players want to use that stuff? As long as, long as it does not prevent me from, like, doing what I want to do, then sure, right? Yeah. And I feel like you can – you could – pretty evenly balanced that right like yeah i, I you know but like, so imagine that you had a kid yes. and the public decided that your kid even though it's a boy has to dress like a girl yeah right not that important you don't love the kid any less you have not dramatically changed what you were doing but i think it would upset you a little bit i think that if the public decided that your impression and your all of your ideas about the future of this kid and what they were going to be like just had this slightly different sort of inappropriate and weird thing that you didn't want to do applied yeah. to it i think that would bother you a little bit you know and that's and that's what that's what i'm experiencing and it's fine it's fine so the sorority house is like a baby that I had that everyone yeah. else is forcing it to dress in drag. That's <laughs> that's the analogy that I've just made. <laughs> anyway, I got to go. Uh, so we got to stop this show. Okay. And uh, stay tuned for some video games hot dog. It's going to be cool. I, I promise that I will drink myself into a better mood in between then and now. Man, I don't even know what happened there. Bye, everyone. See you.